Welcome, coaches. This is Tony Schiffman, and you are listening to the Hog Football Podcast. The Hog Football Chat was created as a way for coaches to talk about all things football and all things offensive line, and we took off via Twitter. With the help of so many great sponsors, we were able to create an amazing network of our coaching community. Now we've decided to launch our first ever podcast series. Please don't forget to check out those amazing sponsors on Twitter. This podcast series is presented by Platform, an online strength and conditioning tool that partners with over 800 schools across the country. Go check out platform.com, that's P-L-T-4-M.com for our full series and catch up on any episodes you might have missed. Don't forget to check out at Coach Schiffman on Twitter and use the hashtag HogFootballChat when you're there. We have a great episode for you today, so let's go ahead and kick this off. Before we even kick off the podcast, I want to just remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Hog Football Podcast. I am truly honored today to have Coach Bill Curry with me. Coach Curry spent time in the NFL as a player for both the Green Bay Packers, the Baltimore Colts, the Houston Oilers, and the Los Angeles Rams. He also spent time in major college football as a head coach for Georgia Tech, Alabama, Kentucky, and helping start the program at Georgia State. Coach Curry, this is, like I said, truly an honor to have you. Hope, hope you're doing well. Hope you're healthy and, and excited to talk to you today. Well, I'm excited to talk to you because I almost never get to talk to a bunch of offensive linemen. So uh, <laughs> that's a very special group. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, as a former, I know you were a former lineman, and and uh, so it's we are we are a special group um, for sure. So that that kind of brings me to my first question. Y- you were a player, you know, you played at Georgia Tech, played in the NFL for a long time, um, served as a head coach for a long time. Talk to me about how the offensive line played uh, a part in the success of the really great teams you were you were a part of. Well, I'm biased, uh, just like <laughs> you guys. Um, but I don't think – well, I'll give you an example. Um, it was fundamental to everything that Vince Lombardi did. It was fundamental to everything that Bobby Dodd did at Georgia Tech. He was our legendary coach. That's where I went to school. It was fundamental that everything that, to everything that Don Shula did, who's now the winningest coach in the history of the NFL. Mm. And – uh, although the systems were different, uh, the emphasis was the same. The idea with all those coaches was that we will dominate the opposition with our offensive line. It doesn't matter what it takes. We'll do whatever we have to do to make sure you guys understand and that we have the right people to do it. So I'll give you an example. <clears throat> the last time I played in a Super Bowl was in 1970. <clears throat> and uh, that year, the Kansas City Chiefs came to Baltimore on a Monday night, and they sacked John Unitas and Earl Morrill ten times and destroyed us. They, they humiliated our offensive line. Um, our coach, Don McCafferty, who was a, normally a gentle soul, he didn't raise his voice much, but he, he did fire the offensive hooks that night and um, brought in a guy named George Young Mm -hmm. that had been a a high school coach, a local high school coach that graded film for the Colts on the side. Mm 
-hmm. George Young took over the offensive line. We made some personnel changes and got the right people lined up at the right place. And even though we weren't great, we did manage to win the world championship. Now, we, we went into the Super Bowl and got beat up again by the Dallas Cowboys, and we won on defense. But we got to the Super Bowl right. because the offensive line uh, played better and better and better throughout the year. Uh, and George Young, by the way, uh, moved on to become general manager of the New York Giants and took them to the Super Bowl twice. Uh, a great executive who started his career uh, as an offensive line coach. And the difference we saw in George was that every single step we took was evaluated and written up on paper and handed to us on Monday mornings. It was unbelievable. So he made us pay attention to detail, and that's what offensive line play is all about. And um, it's uh, – the basis for all the great teams mm -hmm. is the offensive line. Yeah, it, it absolutely, and it is. It is a biased question, but it's always it's always something I, I find interesting to ask everybody, just because you know a a, a defensive minded coach or a, you know even a wide receivers or a skill position coach is still going to understand the importance of that offensive line, like you said, and, and the the importance of that 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 spot on the field, especially. Um, you know, you mentioned two two names that are undoubtedly two of the best names in the history of the NFL with with Vince Lombardi and and uh, Don Shula, and, and you had the pleasure of playing for both of those men. Talk to me about what it was like playing for those guys and and how how they sort of molded you in, into the coach that you became, you know, later on in your career, and and what it was like being a part of those organizations. Well, the, the, to answer for the first the first guy, Lombardi, it was terrifying. <laughs> That's all I can tell you, yeah, because um, I was a I was a any, I was a last round draft choice from College Park, Georgia, Georgia Tech, and uh, played for Vince Lombardi. There are all kinds of stories that I can tell about how intimidating that was, and when the and the and then my second year when I became a starter because of an injury to Ken Bowman, who had been the starter, mm -hmm. and the blocking grades were posted. And for you guys that haven't studied the great offensive lines in the history of the NFL, and you can go look this one up. But here, here's, here are the names that were posted on Tuesday <laughs> of the blocking grades. Forrest Gregg, Jerry Kramer, Fuzzy Thurston, Bob Skaronsky, and Bill Curry. Now I'll let you guess who had the worst grades every single week out of the <laughs> two of them are in the Hall of Fame and a couple more should be. Uh, I certainly should not be, but uh, it was it was the most um, exhilarating and the most um, it was the scariest uh, season of football I've ever played trying to compete and, and keep up with guys that were already assured of, of Hall of Fame careers. Mm -hmm. For Don Shula, uh, the offensive line ended up being uh, my saving grace because in those days, we had all had to learn two positions, offense and defense, because of the substitution rules. Mm -hmm. You'd have to read up on your history of football. But I had, I had played middle linebacker and center in high school and college. And um, it, I much preferred – to play middle linebacker than center. 
And uh, so Shula allowed me to play middle linebacker an entire year. And by the way, my assistant coach, the, the defensive coordinator that coached the linebackers was a guy named Chuck Noel. So that was another Pretty good coach himself. <laughs> Just think about the, the, the coaches that I had the privilege of playing for. Yeah. And if you, if you fail as a middle linebacker under Chuck Noel, uh, you better be really happy when the head coach will give you a chance to play another position. Shula, I thought he would cut me. I really did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he sent me a letter and said, I'm going to move you back to center because that's where you belong. And I played seven more years, and they were the best years of our lives in football yeah. because, because he would not give up on me. And what, what coaches get a chance to see when they watch us, those of us that really are offensive linemen, is that we won't quit. We won't yeah. quit on a play. We won't quit on a series. We won't quit on a game. We won't quit on each other. We won't let the other guy be embarrassed. We won't let them hit our court. We'll kill the guys trying to hit our quarterback if we can. Right. And they see that and they realize that's a special kind of loyalty. Well, and that's, I mean, that, and that, those are those special offensive lines that, you know, like you said, won't, won't quit. Those are the ones that when you get to the late third quarter and the fourth quarter, they're, they're the groups that are getting stronger and getting more dominant and, and beating up that defense even more. So those are the ones that, you know, it is, it's a, it's a mindset that we have to have where it's, it's whistled, you know, it's, it's till the clock hits zero. We've got to give everything we have because that's like you said, we've got a lot of guys looking up to us that we got to make sure stay, stay clean and stay upright. And, and it's an, it's, it's important to the ones that are, that are great and treat it with that importance. It's very important. Yeah. 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 you know, my, my second question I have for you is kind of – it's kind of off the wall a little bit, but, you know, looking at your looking at your head coaching biography, obviously you've coached it at the top of the top, you know, Alabama, Georgia Tech, Kentucky. Talk to me a little bit about the starting of the program at Georgia State. What, what struggles you guys had because that's – that you know, I could not imagine starting a, a brand-new program like you guys did and, and having the success you guys have had and, and – you know, it's continue, Georgia State is continuing to have success. Um, talk to me a little bit about that process. Well, we did not have uh, the kind of success on the field. We did the first year. We played really well the first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we had a tremendous advantage because we had practiced an entire season. Uh, the 2009 year, we didn't play games. We just practiced all the time. Mm-hmm. So we should, have, we should have been pretty good the next year, <laughs> even though we didn't have – dominating players we had a bunch of guys that came as an act of faith it was it was almost an offensive line type mentality for an entire team and we we actually actually had a winning season and so people bragged on us for a whole off season and then we came out and got our butt kicked the next year uh (laughs) which which I, i i i could have done a better job of getting their feet back on the ground but um Georgia State has prospered, and the reason that it's prospered is because the guys that came there were almost all gritty, tough guys. They might have been little guys. They they couldn't play in the offensive line, but they had sort of an offensive line mentality. They might have been a safety or a wide receiver, but they had an axe to grind. They had something Mm -hmm. to prove because here they were at a school that had never played their sport before, but was giving all the maximum support. We had, we had good facilities. It took us a while, a couple of years to get things built, a good practice field, a good locker room. 
And uh, lo and behold, the Braves move out of their stadium. Georgia State took it over. Now they've got one of the most beautiful playing venues in uh, Georgia State Stadium, which used to be Turner Field. Mm-hmm. They've, they've renovated it. And, and uh, so they've got everything. They've got a great school, obviously. Um, almost all the guys that came with us have graduated. Some of them have become doctors, lawyers. I'm just really proud of them. And I think the, the basis for the program was the quality of the guys that came to be on our team. Not athletic ability necessarily, right. but the quality, the, the guts, the um, determination to stick together and to make it work. Right. It was just great being their coach. Right. That's all. Are you still involved with the, the university at all? Or, or do you try to, I mean, I'm not sure where you were, you know, if you live down in that area, but do you, do you try to stay active with, with Georgia state at all? We do. Uh, my wife has a master's and a PhD from Georgia state, oh. which is one reason, one reason she allowed me to go back and help them start <laughs> a program. But, Very um, nice. but I, we live in Atlanta and I graduated from Georgia tech. She graduated from Agnes Scott, which is a, a women's college. Uh, in Decatur, which is only eight miles from from downtown, so we've got three of our alma maters within, uh, gosh, almost within walking distance, and mm-hmm. we are act- we're active in all of them. We go to things. Um, we're not on the staff. We're we're on, we're on some athletic boards, and right. we go show up at reunions and um, really enjoy getting the chance to see them play and to see the uh, the work that the young people have done. The students. Um, the students are great at all those places. Yeah, that's awesome. That's 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 kind of, you know, and that's really what why we coach for, you know, to make sure, especially for for myself, I, you know, I'm a Division three coach and spent a lot of time as a high school coach. Um, you know, we know that our players are not going on to have great NFL success, but they're going on, like you said, to be doctors and lawyers and 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 businessmen, and and that's what that's what we want. We want to see them be successful. Uh, outside of college and and be you know great young men and grow into great you know adults and have great families and things of that nature so that that's awesome that those guys are doing that and that that you keep up with them um well i, I wish it, and it's, it's way too late i mean we can't go back now we've we've allowed the dollars to get into our game way too much but mm-hmm. i think i would give anything if every if if everything was d3 for yeah. our sport I just think that's the way – I mean, that's that would be the best way to play football and to um, be a part of – really a part of the student body. Um, when, when I was at Georgia Tech and we were already, quote, big time, end quote, under Bobby Dodd, we still lived in the dorms with the students. We still uh, were required to go to class on Saturday morning. I mean, we might have calculus and physics on Saturday morning at 8 o'clock at 9 o'clock and play, wow. Alabama, play Alabama at 2 o'clock. And you better be your butt better be in those classes on yeah. Saturday morning. That's the way Bobby Dodd did things, and uh, I just think if everybody had to do that, it would probably be better. Yeah, it would. It, it would be um, the game would be a little bit purer, I guess, if you want to yeah. you know, a little bit more pure. Yeah. So it would. Uh, yeah. Well, Coach, last question I've got for you, and this is kind of one I've been I've been excited to ask you about, and it's something I ask everybody. Um, but if you could put together a Mount Rushmore uh, of, of five offensive linemen that maybe you've coached or maybe you played with, um, or just somebody you were a fan of, you know, as a, as a player in the NFL or, or as a, a major college coach, who, who would be on that five-man offensive line? 
Oh, wow. I played with so many Hall of Famers. I, I know it. <laughs> that, and they really are unbelievable human beings first. I mean, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Quality. Um, how shall I, and again, I, I confess a bias, but they came <laughs> to work every day. They didn't talk a lot. They just showed up. They blocked their guy. Right. Their, blocking grade, their blocking grades were humiliating for the rest of us. <laughs> uh, so I would, uh, the tackles, uh, I, how many do I get to pick? I only five. Get to pick five. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, Jim Parker would be the left tackle. He, he was uh, the Baltimore Colts left tackle when Unitas grew up as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. He was chosen as the greatest offensive lineman in the first 75 years of the National Football League. I got to play one year with him yeah. with the Baltimore Colts. And just to see him, how he could still move his feet. I think he could have played 10 more years, but he retired because by that he was in his mid thirties by that time. Right. Um, I think uh, Jerry Kramer, the uh, great right guard of the Packers mm -hmm. is somebody that I would choose. He just went in the hall I, of fame. I was going to say just finally went into the hall of fame and has, yeah. should have been there 30 years ago. That was a travesty, and, I, and nobody can figure it out. I used to ask him, what, did, you, did you upset somebody? Did you <laughs> jump on the wrong person? What's keeping you out? And he said, I don't know. Nobody seems to know. Uh, if it's, and his, his attitude always was, if I'm supposed to be there, I'll, I'll get there one way or the other. And, right. and, he, um, and then um, – that, And that, you know uh, what, not, not to interrupt you, but that is that – is quintessential offensive line mentality right there if it yeah, you know it if it's it if it's meant to be it's meant to be if not oh well yeah I, that's exact you're exactly right um i get to pick three tackles instead i'm going to leave out the centers that's fine that's fine too many good centers um so i've got a tackle and a guard i would pick bob vogel with whom i played for the baltimore colts who was a, a Great All-Pro, an Ohio State guy. Mm -hmm. By the way, Jim Parker was also an Ohio State guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, and For Forrest Gregg, who was the right tackle for all those great tack uh, Packer teams now. Yes. Is, that, is that four? Or That's four, yes. You got one more, sir. Golly. <laughs> don't and don't worry you're you're not the only one who struggled to find some names we've had i've had a couple guys who really were were uh were scratching their head to try to think of some some names so it's uh it's always again it's 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 a question i ask everybody and i'm always really curious to to some of the answers well i've got too many names <laughs> i've got too many names um um Well, this is going to surprise you. It yep. surprises me a little bit because I had, I've never really thought in these terms, but there's a guy that never got much recognition at all, and I thought he was just great. I could not beat him out. Um, I got to play all of the 66 season because he got hurt, but his name is Ken Bowman, mm -hmm. and I think he's one of the great underrated offensive linemen ever. And uh, he played on uh, some uh, on those Packer teams uh, as well. Yep. And uh, for the people 
people that I played with, I would choose him. And I hope a lot of my buddies don't see this list. <laughs> <laughs> I could get I could get beat up the next time I go to a, a reunion. Nah, you'll be all right. I think it's it's uh it we throw it at you quickly, so sometimes you don't have you don't get to think it through a hundred percent. So you're okay. That's well, a, that, I promise st- you, none none of those guys that I mentioned will back down from anybody. I I know it. Yeah, I've watched I've I've watched some some old clips from some of those guys, so I know exactly the type of players they were. So, um, well. Coach, I appreciate you coming on and speaking with me today. Like I said, this is a, a great honor for me. Um, I, if, if you want, before you leave, go ahead and tell everybody your, your Twitter handle. Um, I know you're very active on there and, and always, uh, you know, you're always open to talk to anybody. So uh, if you could do that real quick, um, then we'll get you out of here. I think it's at Coach Bill Curry. I, I, I never pay much attention to that stuff. I'm pretty sure at Coach Bill Curry. I think you're right. Yep. And I, I got – roped into that by some buddies and now it's gotten to be a habit so yeah i'll be i'll be trying to find something decent most days <laughs> well coach i appreciate you coming on again uh hopefully you guys are, are staying safe and staying healthy during uh you know during this pandemic and uh looking forward to maybe meeting you down the road soon and and uh and sitting down and talking with you well i'd love that coach thanks so much for having me on all right have a great day you too bye-bye Thanks again for everyone listening, and remember to go check out platform.com for the full series of Hog Football podcast episodes. We want to thank everybody for their continued support and be on the lookout for our Hog Football Chat series from Twitter on our website, hogfootballchat.net. You can check out all of our great sponsors and tons of awesome.